This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 3rd of June. In your Squiz today, Cheryl Sandberg moves on from Meta. Convicted pedophile Robert Hughes is to be deported. A perfect storm for Australian energy markets. And putting porridge back on the morning agenda. This is your Squiz today. The name Sheryl Sandberg is one that would be familiar to most people. She's been the COO of Meta, aka Facebook, for the last 14 years. She's also known for her Lean In manifesto, encouraging women to assert themselves at work. She announced that she was resigning yesterday, Claire. Now, she's been Mark Zuckerberg's right-hand person for the last 14 years, which has seen her part of a huge period of growth and influence for the company. Yeah, Sandberg's been the second in charge of Facebook. Uh, She's been their chief business strategist and she's also been what analysts say is the resident grown-up of the company. Uh, It's a company that made her very rich and very famous. Uh, She's been at the centre of really turning Facebook into a money-making machine. She took it from a free online social networking site and turned it into probably one of the biggest advertising companies in the world. And Zuckerberg really credited her with that yesterday, saying that she was the architect of the ads business. Uh, Also that she hired great people and she forged their management culture. She's also been front and centre of the controversies, particularly over data privacy and user safety of the last few years. So it has been ups and downs for her while she's been at Facebook. As for what's next, she says her plan is to spend more time on her Lean In Foundation, and that, of course, is that focus on female empowerment and advancement at work. In some ways, there's never been a more interesting time to examine how and where we work in the aftermath of the COVID pandemic and all the changes it brought. Billionaire Tesla founder Elon Musk had a few choice words on hybrid work arrangements and working from home yesterday. Yeah, he's not a fan. He says that in a memo to staff, he wants people to return to the office or, this is the quote, pretend to work somewhere else. Uh, He wants people back in the office for a minimum of 40 hours a week. Uh, And another quote, I mean minimum. Uh, And he also (laughs) says that that's something that they ask of their factory workers. So when it comes to those in executive positions or administrative positions, he wants them in the office. That ED differs to the approach taken by quite a few other companies, particularly in that innovation and tech space. Twitter and Google are two examples of businesses who are really leaning in Mm -hmm. uh, to facilitate flexible work arrangements. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing for businesses to navigate over the next few years. A recent study here in Australia found that more than 40% of workers are doing the hybrid thing, splitting their time between home and office. Robert Hughes is the former star of the sitcom Hey Dad. He's a convicted pedophile who has spent the last eight years in jail. He was granted parole yesterday, Claire, and will now be deported back to England. Hey Dad was one of the biggest TV shows on Australian TV for many, many years. He was probably one of the biggest known faces from television. So it was quite a shock when he was accused of sexual abuse uh, and then jailed in 2014. What he was jailed for was committing offences against four girls between 1985 and 1990. He is also married to Robin Gardner, uh, who was a very big celebrity agent. She looked after people 
people like Kate Blanchett and Rose Byrne. So they were a very high-profile couple. Uh, the twist in the tale uh, is that he had renounced his Australian citizenship. He was a dual Australian-UK citizen, and now he'll be sent to the UK to live out the rest of his life. Once there, he plans to maintain a very low profile with his family. Cheng Lei is an Australian journalist currently in detention in China. She was detained in 2020 on charges of providing state secrets to foreigners. As her time in detention creeps closer to the two-year mark, her partner has expressed in an interview his concerns for her deteriorating health. Yeah, Nick Coyle is his name. He's the outgoing boss of the Australia-China Chamber of Commerce. Uh, He says that they're very concerned about her, particularly over a range of health issues. Uh, He says that they've worsened in detention and that's been exacerbated because while in detention, she's being fed a diet of raw rice. Uh, So lots of concern uh, about her. Coyle says that she's one of the strongest people that he knows, that mentally she's doing pretty well well. Uh, But when it comes to her health, there are real concerns. Uh, Also concerns that they haven't been able to talk to her for some time. Neither Coyle nor her family or diplomats have been able to get to her in the last period of time. Yeah, there's still so much that's not known. Any consular visits have been suspended under the reason of COVID. The charges of illegally supplying state records overseas haven't ever been clarified and any sentencing in her case has been deferred. So still a long way to go here. The topic of energy supply has been in the news nearly all week and yesterday the new Minister for Climate Change and Energy, Chris Bowen, used his first press conference to outline what the new government can do about the issue of rising wholesale gas prices, which of course impact on price hikes for consumers. He says the Australian energy markets are facing a perfect storm. Yeah, he says there's no quick fixes either. Uh, What's happened in the last week is that there's been a cold snap on the eastern seaboard and that's driven up demand for heat. But there's also some issues with the supply end of things, and that's been caused by a series of outages at some coal-fired electricity plants uh, and also just basically surging commodity prices because of that war in Ukraine. Australia, of course, is one of the biggest exporters of natural gas, uh, so it's a commodity that we have a lot of. So it does strike many people as quite odd that we don't have enough to be able to supply our own market uh, and keep prices low. So what the government's trying to do is work out a way that there is enough supply for the domestic market. There are some levers that the government can pull uh, to make sure that we have enough gas at a good price. But at the moment, what the government's doing is ringing around the gas companies to try and urge them to boost supply. It's a big and immediate issue that they're trying to solve. It's not only a concern for consumers, of course, rising energy bills would be another thing to add to already high costs of living. But there are big concerns about the impact on manufacturing as they try to deal with these price hikes and so the impact on jobs. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. 
Friday lights, Claire. The topic of breakfast has been a hot one in the Squiz office this week, which is where I assume the inspo for this week's recipe came in. Yeah, well, we just mentioned a bit before about that cold snap on the eastern <laughs> seaboard and we've very much been part of that here in Sydney. Uh, so, yeah, I've been a bit focused on porridge this week and, look, I'm not going to lie, this isn't a fancy kind of recipe. It's basically <laughs> porridge and milk and water and a bit of stirring on the stovetop. It's not all that hard, but it is a good one. And luckily on the weekend, I made a batch of stewed fruit as well from a Jamie Oliver recipe. Again, not difficult, but it has been really delicious this week. What's that saying from the castle? It's not just ice cream, it's what you do with it. <laughs> exactly. So it's like- It's not just porridge, it's what you do with it. A suggestion also from you about roasted slivered almonds, which all sounds very fancy and good for a weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. open up a packet of almonds, put them in the oven and take them out before they're burned. It's a really, really (laughs) difficult one. Yeah, before they're burnt can get difficult, actually. (laughs) Squeeze the day or across the weekend, Claire, what are you taking note of? Well, with all things royal this week with the um, platy jubes, it's International Corgi Day tomorrow Ah. so I think that's something that everyone could get behind corgis are just adorable I do like that Twitter's official hashtag for the platyjubes is a little corgi with a crown on it (laughs) I'm keen to be doing some tennis watching this weekend it is the finals of the French Open so I will be tuning in to that that is all from us a big week of energy politics and the economy but we got through it thanks so much for listening if you do know of anyone who would enjoy the squiz and the way that we do the new please let them know about us or if you've got a second to leave us a review in your podcasting app we would love that have a good weekend we'll be back with you on monday g'day kate watson here i'm the host of weekly wrap and news club a place for conversations about the news it's budget week so i'm here to tell you about our news club episode from last week where claire chatted with james chessel he's the former managing director of publishing at nine entertainment he was also a staffer earlier in his career so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made here's a small snippet the most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers but the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is a lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.